Runners Podcast. This week we'll talk to Glenn Edwards, a longtime North End Run Club faithful, but even more importantly, FOMO Prez. Glenn is a beloved member of the local running community. Mention his name and the response is always filled with fondness. After hearing part one, you'll get a sense of why this is. Before we get into the interview, I want to give a shout out to the Woodwork Studio. I reached out to my friends over there to help produce the music for our podcast. The Woodwork is part of Simon Studios, a branding agency based in Norfolk. They do sound design, which includes music composition, recording podcasters and musicians, and mixing and mastering tracks. You can check out all their work on Instagram, at simonstudios underscore, and learn more about the music side at thewoodwork.studio. When my friends over at The Woodwork first sent me the music samples for the podcast, the things I could choose from, I could not believe what I was hearing. I was like, what? The quality of the music that they make is simply flabbergasting, dude. So if you guys ever need somebody to record for you or you need music for a podcast or a project you have at work or something of that nature, maybe a YouTube channel you're starting, hit these guys up and they can help you out. They're literally the most talented musicians that I know. Without further ado, let's get into our interview with Glenn. All right, man. We're about to start. This is Glenn Edwards. Boogity, boogity, boogity. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Well, let's start like we do every time. Let's talk about your family, man. Yeah. So, so. I have a wife, Tracy. We got married in about 1983. Yeah. You know, so this year will be 37 years. Two wonderful daughters. Smart. Gifted. Mm. Wonderful kids. Amanda, she's 31. Mary, she's 21. Be 22 this month. All right. She's a senior at Old Dominion studying uh, dental hygiene. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of the listeners and a lot of people in the running community have gone to see her. Yeah. To get her, you know, get their teeth clean because it's cheap over there. Yeah. You know? Plus, it helps the students. They have to have their own, you know. Mm-hmm. So Amanda's married to Dean Dean Stover, who's yeah. my son-in-law. Wonderful, wonderful son-in-law. Mm-hmm. Right? Couldn't ask for better. Mm-hmm. And. Um, they have a, a little boy, Dean the Fifth. So y'all probably see on my every day I post a picture usually of him mm-hmm. because I get one on e, on a text message from Amanda. So it's great. Dean the Fifth. Goodness Dean gracious. The fifth. So three of them are still alive. Dean's dad and mom and dad live up in Richmond, and they're wonderful folks too. We get along great. You know, a lot of people you meet, you know, they they don't like yeah. their in laws. You know, they they're mm-hmm. you know they're. Their son-in-law's parents aren't no good. Their daughter-in-law's, you know, we yeah. don't. We we have a great relationship with them all. You know, yeah. how old's Dean? Dean the fifth. Two. He'll be Two. three in June. So you're basically like a new granddad. Oh yeah, absolutely. I how mean, do you, how do you like it? I love it. it yeah. It's the best thing ever. I yeah. mean, it's you know what? So I grew up, um, no brothers, one sister, mm-hmm. and then had two daughters. So, always been around girls, never boys, right? I have a nephew, but, you know, different. Yeah. So, this little dude comes along, and he's, like, the best. Yeah. I mean, he really is. He's so much fun. We're fortunate. They live six miles up the road. Yeah. So, we get to see them quite often. You know, they come over. Usually, they're over every Sunday night for Sunday dinner. We do family dinner together, Mm -hmm. and they come over and bring them. Then, my wife watches him on Tuesday night. 
I run off to NERC. Yeah. Man and Dean run off to a small group Bible yeah. study. And then, uh, so that gives Mimi time, you know, so she watches them. And then when I get home, I get to play with them a little nice. bit. Nice. Yeah, so it's it's really fun. It's really good. That's it's, great. Uh, Sounds like you got it made, man. Yeah, like I, granddad wise. I do. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, we talked a little bit about uh, you working at the shipyard. I told you my dad was a shipyard guy yeah. um, for like 30 years. He worked up at uh, Newport News. Right. Which is where you're at right now. Correct. But your major the majority of your time was spent right yeah. here. Yeah, right up. Let's right. talk about yeah, that. Yeah. What what was your time at the uh, Norfolk Naval Shipyard like? Yeah, so I'm, you know, I'm in high school. I'm I'm taking Votec air conditioning for duration. All right. I hated it. <laughs> right. I hated it. I yeah. was just doing enough to get by, and the instructor came in there one day and he said, "Hey." Um, the apprenticeship program is going to start up at Norfolk Naval Shipyard. If you guys want to go take the test and see if you qualify, mm-hmm. you can get the day off of VOTEC and go take tests. So me and my buddies looked at each other. All right, day off, you know. Yeah. So we ramped there, took the exam, got in. Went in, went into the interview process, got a job as an apprentice baller maker. So, I mean, it's a four-year apprenticeship program, baller maker. Dirty job, hard, you know. Mm-hmm. My grandfather was a welder. I have an uncle that was a baller maker as well, all at the shipyard. So mm-hmm. that's where I went. You nice. know? And um, it, I, I had a wonderful career there. I mean, 38 years, you know, I stayed there. Um, like I said, I graduated in June of 79 and September 28th, I went into the shipyard. And I uh, stayed there all the way up until uh, September 30th of 2016 when I walked out of the gate. You nice. Know? So it was good. I'm I, uh, fortunate to travel a lot, uh, work a lot of overtime when you want it, you know, yeah. so make some extra money and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we put in a lot of hard work, a lot of hard hours, uh, gave up a lot of family events to travel and do, you know, do my work. But, mm-hmm. you know, it was, uh, it was a great career. It, it, um, walking away from it, you know, I felt like, wow, you know, it went by fast. You know, but while you're there, you're wondering, man, I'm never going to get done with this career, you know. And, and it seems like today's world, you know, people don't go to work for somebody to work for them for 30 years or mm-hmm. 35 years, you know, like that type of job does. But, mm-hmm. you know, back then, that's pretty much what you did. If you didn't go to college and become, a, you know, an engineer or something yeah. like that, then you go get a trades job. And, you know, I think there's still plenty of opportunity today for kids to go get a trades job. Yeah. You know, they, oh, yeah. They're in need desperately. Oh, yeah. Um, matter of fact, we did the um, Hamp- more, uh, Hampton Rose show for the Crush and Run this mm-hmm. week. And one of the segments that Carrie Fury was talking about was a girl that was the first female welding instructor at Newport News. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about how many welders they'll be short over the next 10 years and, you know, how many tradesmen are needed out there, you know, yeah. in, in that type of environment. So there's good opportunities there. It's just not, you know. Yeah, there's a, I think there's a narrative that the only path to success after high school is college. Yeah, it is. But that's a lie. Right. And I, being a teacher, I, I still have a connection with a lot of students and uh, haven't been a youth pastor and mm-hmm. things like that, but... I've stopped telling those students like go to college because right. unless you're going to unless you're going to this is I'm, this would seem like a blanket statement but a lot of times you just go to college for a massive amount of debt right and 
when you go to into a trade, you just start making money like right away. Right. And uh, people don't know that. Even though it's hard work, it's important work. No, nobody thinks. Nobody get, gets in their house and thinks about how important the plumbing is. They're right. just they just recognize it's there. Right. You know, or the electricity, or the HVAC. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's other paths to success, and it's I think it's an important thing to for us to let our children know. I mean, I'll tell Piper, she ain't gonna be no plumber. Right. She's but. I right. say you can be if you want to. Right. It's it's you can find just as much success. Oh yeah. So, um, you're a beach guy, dude. Yeah. I scrolled through your whole Instagram, <laughs> and all you see is beaches, man. How have we you always beach. been always. a beach guy? Yeah. I mean, I I uh, went to Bayside High School, so I grew up down in Chicks Beach area, mm-hmm. and so you know, all my growing up years, beach, parents, grandparents aunts, uncles, they live in Lenave, and my grandparents lived in Norfolk, we always went to Ocean View Beach, mm-hmm. you know, and then they moved to North Carolina, we always went to Nags Head, mm-hmm. you know, so Tracy and I have always wanted our own beach house down at Nags Head, and um, we love it down there, there's, uh, there's plenty to do, um, it's very laid back, um, it's growing, I mean, it's growing massive amounts of Mm-hmm. Every year, people more people coming into the beach down there. Mm-hmm. But you know, we've always wanted one, and we just fortunate now this this part of our life. Um, you know, our kids are grown and almost done with school, so a big pay raise coming to me in May. Mm-hmm. You know, when she graduates. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so this last year after the Shamrock, uh, I took off that Monday to rest and Tracy and I went down there and had made an appointment with a girl to go look at a house Mm -hmm. and we went down there and didn't like it it wasn't what we wanted and she was like hey but there's a couple more down here let's take a look and the third house we looked at is the one we ended up buying and so it's right across the street from the Wright Brothers Memorial at eight eight mile post Um, fantastic little beach box up on stilts three bedrooms Two baths, everything you need, two decks, you know, yeah. it's great. You look to the right and you see a national monument, uh, you know, the Wright Brothers Memorial is mm-hmm. right there. And I mean, doesn't get any better than that. That's you know, awesome. You look to the left and there's a the beach. You know, so you're so, living the dream now, huh? You're trying to. <laughs> yeah. Are y'all, um, I see y'all are down there like often. Yeah. We went last night, just uh, went down there. We had to, we took a couple things down there. We got some new furniture. So we ran down there last night, spent a night and came back this morning. Yeah. But yeah, we, um, we try to run down there every Friday night after work. You know, m- both of us are still working. I, mm-hmm. I went back to work as a consultant over in Newport News. Yeah. And, um, she's a bookkeeper. So, um, we're almost, to the point, you know, we, we probably have about two more years left of mm-hmm. working, yeah. and then we can go down there and not have to come home yeah. Sunday night. You know, we can just mm-hmm. stay down there and only come back up here if we have to go cut the grass or something. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I see uh, I see a couple beach cruisers Yeah, that you've, you've had. Fat tire. Yeah. Up here. <laughs> so I like I like the I particularly like the one that you called the beast. Yeah. So tire. You don't have the beast though anymore. I took it you. to the beach. Uh, so oh, it's so it's exit. there. It is. It's living. It's retired life yeah, down there. It's down there. Nice, <laughs> nice. The, one of the first conversations that me and you uh, ever had was at a Strider's um, at a Strider's event. We were talking about your cruise, man. Yeah. <laughs> Cruises are amazing. I, was that your first cruise, or are you a cruise guy too? No. Well, we've um, we're going on our third one in May. Yeah. So when my daughter Mary graduates. The entire family has booked a cruise for her graduation. 
Nice. So Dean's parents, Dean and Amanda, Tracy and I, and our extended family. So we're all going to San Juan, Puerto Rico, and cruising out of there. Oh, okay. So by five islands, we we've only been to one of the five, I think, before. Nice. But yeah, we this is our third one. We love yeah. it. Yeah, you know, I it's, mean, it's uh, it's really fun vacation. It's relaxing. Uh, I finally got Tracy to uh, fly after all these years. Yeah. Uh, so we flew down to um, Miami last year and cruised out of there, mm. and that was real fun. I mean, that's you know it, it's expensive, um, but it's a wonderful vacation that you know you get to see things mm. and enjoy food and and you know relax. Yeah. You know, I mean, here's what I've told people: you're basically. Pe- paying for a cruise to be go be a king and a queen oh absolutely like you don't have to think about anything you just you, do what you want to do and you, you eat know? what you want as much as you want right i'd sit down at dinner and <laughs> lobster was on the menu oh, yeah. and i'd say bring me five lobsters <laughs> and they'd say yes sir right i was like what in the world okay right. oh yeah <laughs> i i gained i probably gained uh I think I legitimately gained 15 pounds sure. on the cruise, <laughs> so in, in a five-day cruise. So, yeah, it was no joke. Yeah, there's plenty. But, uh, but one of the things, this is a running tip. I saw it happen to Glenn. If you want to get some PRs, go run on a ship, dude, because you run like four-minute miles. Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious because I didn't even think. You know, this is probably the blonde in me coming out. But you know, I I set my I set my Garmin. It's a running track. It tells you how many laps you can make on this track and generate miles. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't really thinking the ship is moving. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so I want to see what it looks like in Strava. I come back and it's a straight line. <laughs> it's like five-minute pace. You know, and everybody's giving me kudos. You know, they're blowing up my Strava. Great job. <laughs> Man, how'd you make so many strides, man? Like, so I you're injured. You're, yeah, you're the first person I saw that had that happen to them. But I've yeah. seen multiple people have it happen to them uh, since then. Right, like where they get like a five minute mile for like five five miles. Or right, and that was uh, great. I, uh, I when they get back on Strava and get on the land again, I'm like, looks like you got your land legs back. <laughs> So. Yeah, sea legs are amazing. <laughs> well, that's a good transition into running. Yeah. What's your running background? Were you as a as a young man? Were you an uh, an athlete or anything? Nothing, never. I mean, um, I dabbled a little bit in baseball and football growing mm-hmm. up, community league. Yeah. Nothing, you know. I like playing softball, but I was never really a big sports guy. Uh, band geek, you know. I'm I'm playing snare drum. I'm marching with the marching band. I'm doing that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know. I'm woodworking. I'm, you know, I'm working in a shipyard with my hands. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a fitness guy. I'm not a sports guy. You know, and it wasn't until um, 2013 when I um, had a bout of uh, atrial flutter. Right, so my heart, I caught a virus right before Amanda Dean got married, mm-hmm. and I got sick, and um, I kept prolonging the sickness thinking I was you know I was going to this little patient first place up the street and they were telling me oh you're probably just having uh you know some anxiety over the wedding or but I mean the whole time I'm gaining weight I'm I'm you know I'm 214 pounds I'm mm-hmm. size 38 I'm I can't even go upstairs without sitting on the side of the bed and panting like a dog something's wrong right mm-hmm. so 
<laughs> we get the wedding in April and I go get my tux and it just barely fits. Mm -hmm. And I mean, this is like the day before the wedding, right? And I'm, I'm squeezing in this tuxedo. So if you see me in the wedding pictures of Amanda's, I'm, mm -hmm. I look like just Pillsbury Doughboy. I'm puffing out, you know, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm dying. Don't even know it, you know, really. Mm -hmm. So after the wedding, I go to the doctor again, can't shake this illness, not sure what it is. So they told me, hey, we want you to go get a uh, echocardiogram. So I uh, go to the hospital, Chesapeake General Hospital, before I went to work one morning and to get an echo. And for some reason, my daughter Amanda was there at the lobby and she's a nurse. Mm -hmm. So she was there and I was like, hey, what are you doing here? And you know, she was like, well, I just figured I'd come be with you. You know, I had the day off, so I'll come sit with you. So I get the echo done, and the young lady asked me to go sit out in the lobby with my daughter. And a few minutes later, this guy comes out with a wheelchair, and he says, hey, I need you to have a seat in the wheelchair. Um, your heart rate's 185, and I'm afraid you're getting ready to code out on me. We're going to admit you through the emergency room right now. Oh, so I just gosh. looked at a man, and I'm thinking, what in the world? Am I having a heart attack? You know, I don't, I don't know what's going on here. And then all of a sudden, just a swarm of of nurses and doctors are all over top of me. They're just hooking me up and putting this needle in me and putting these patches on me. And he came back later and he said, hey, you have, um, your heart's out, out of rhythm. You have an atrial flutter. And um, we're gonna put some medicine in there and try to convert it and get you back in the conversion rate. And they measure your heart, the, the blood, how it pumps out of your heart. They measure it by something called an ejection fraction. EF. So an EF number for me would be 67, would be a normal ejection fraction number. Mine was five. That's how close to just being dead I was. I mean, I was in mm -hmm. high risk for um, uh, cardiac arrest at any time. And I had no idea. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, 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 I'm thinking I just have a virus, you know. So they don't know why. It just happened from a virus. Um, so I stayed in the hospital about a week and they ended up putting me asleep and they shocked me back into rhythm. So they took the paddles and like I was dead and shocked the heart and it restarted and it restarted back in rhythm. Whoa. So after a few days of rest in the hospital, they sent me home and I was home for about five weeks and uh, resting the heart. And then my cardiologist, he just said, hey, I want you to start... Um, he said, I think we're gonna to have to put a defibrillator in you. Your heart muscle is, is, you've done so much damage to the muscle that I'm afraid that at any time you're gonna go into cardiac arrest and you're gonna die. Mm -hmm. So we wanna implant a defibrillator into your chest and that'll hit your heart and keep you alive, mm -hmm. you know? So I'm like, wow, I was, you know, I'm floored. You know, I have no idea what I'm gonna do now, yeah. you know? Yeah. So we scheduled this operation and he went and had an MRI done and he said, hey, I'm, we'll do an MRI because you, you don't know, um, maybe we can find something out, but after we put the defibrillator in you, it's metal and you can't do another MRI the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. So we wanna do one first. Don't you know the night before the operation, I was at work and the phone rang and I was in a conference with the senior leaders of the shipyard mm -hmm phone rang and it was my cardiologist. Um, I'm like, wow, okay, hey, what's up? He said, um, 
we're canceling your surgery for tomorrow. Why? And he said, well, the MRI shows that your numbers are, are better than the echocardiogram shows. There's more definitions, so I've conferred with a lot of the other doctors, and we really don't want to do this if we don't have to do it. Mm -hmm. So you're right on the upper edge of safe zone, you know, just over the line. So we're going to keep you there, and we'll keep monitoring it, and we'll keep the meds in you, but we aren't going to put the defibrillator in. So I was like, you know, prayers were answering. You know, I'm, I'm, man, I'm happy. I mean, I'm crying. Yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. You know, and so that was like in April of 13. All that went down, and then by May of 14, so almost a year, they they went in and did something called a heart ablation. They went up into my heart and they ablated the heart with a, um, um, they created scar tissue so the electrical current would flow through the heart better. Mm -hmm. So by this time I had worked out some of the weight that I had picked up and the weight was really fluid from the heart not pumping. Okay. You know, you're just picking up fluid in your body. Mm -hmm. So that's what causes you to gain all this weight. But by then he had me walking, you know, hey, I want you to walk a mile a day. Just go out and walk around your neighborhood. and. Let's work up to five miles a day. You know, mm -hmm. let's get this weight off of you. Let's get some cardio going. They ablated the heart, and then um, the weight started coming down. You know, so by then I had gone from like 214 pounds to about 185. Okay. So I was kind of starting to get into a, you know, still overweight, but a better condition. And um, <laughs> my son-in-law Dean had started running like in 2012. So I'm watching this boy just take off. He's doing wonderful, right? He's he's shedding weight. He's getting faster. And he's like, he said, hey, why don't you ask your doctor if you can run? You know, because I was getting bored of walking. You know, I was, I'm power walking now. I'm, you know. Mm -hmm. So I asked him, and he's like, yeah, let's take it easy. Let's let's see what we can do. You know, so I'd go out in my neighborhood, and it's one mile around in a circle. And I would just watch mailboxes. And I would say, okay, I'm going to run to that mailbox. And then I'm going to walk two mailboxes. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to run another one, you know. Then I'm going to run two mailboxes. More. You know, I kept doing that by myself day in and day out until finally I could run the whole mile and not stop. Yeah. You know. And it was slow, but I was working at it. And I'd go back to the doctor, and he kept checking on me, and everything's looking good, so let's keep going, you know. So I went and asked him, uh, hey, can I enter a race? You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do it. Let's see what you can do, you know. Mm -hmm. So we did our first 5K, my two daughters, Dean and myself. We did this race down at the beach called the Monster Dash 5K on the boardwalk, All you right. know. So that was in like 2014 was our first one in October. So just over a year and a half from having all that problem, I, I started running. And, and at that time, I wasn't really, I was just trying to run and figure it out. Mm -hmm. And... Um, there's a lot to running, more than just running, right? And I'm learning, but I'm running. I'm getting faster. So me and my kids and my son-in-law, we did this 5K together, and me and my youngest daughter, Mary, crossed the finish line simultaneously, side by side. You know, it was our first one. We were happy. We, you know, mm -hmm. we did something, you yeah. know, together as a family. And mm -hmm. then, you know, we ran a few more after that. And, uh, and then I... You know, I just kept going. I, I did an 8K and, you know, and it just kept building up a little bit more at a time. And then I'd get hurt, you know. And I learned a lot about getting hurt. Yeah. Know, because, and really, the problem is, for me, and maybe for others, I was told this by my uh, physical therapist. 
Lauren, Lauren Stacy. She said, you took a walking pace and tried to turn it into a running form. And, run, and walking forms are totally different than running forms. And so you were never really taught how to run properly. You tried to teach yourself and then therefore you're getting hurt, right? Mm -hmm. So I had to go learn, you know, what does that mean? You know, you start going faster, right? <laughs> it's not, yeah. it's not. But you know, I'm, I'm 58 now. Um, I feel great. I'm in the best shape I've, I've ever been. You know, yeah. I'm, my weight's down to 170. Uh, I've learned a ton about nutrition and, you know, yeah, all that that goes with it. So that's an amazing journey. Yeah, it's uh, it 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 really um, it changed my life. I mean, when I was staring what I thought was death, you know, intimate death, right? I'm going to leave, leave my family. You know, something's got to change. Yeah, you know, something's got to change. And I I worked in a very high stress job. Um, and that really helped me set my mind and goal to, to retire. You know, I had to get out of that environment. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to get into an environment that was for me. You mm -hmm. know, from my, from my mind, my body, my, uh, you know, my outlook. Yeah. You know, because like I told you, Dean the Fifth is two years old. Mm -hmm. And me and Dean the Fifth are going to run... A 5k together mm -hmm. you know yeah so I want to be here for that guy you know and my other kids you know just I don't want to leave you know yeah. not, it's not my time yet that I hope you know yeah. I uh, I really resonate with your story I feel like <clears throat> I feel like a lot of the the guests that I've had on you know uh, they were born born running man. Yep. I mean like yep. natural. I've noticed that every yeah. one of them I'm they're natural to yep and uh I really resonate with your story because, um, like, me and you are, like, running to live. Yeah. Like, <laughs> for our families. Right. Like, my, uh, I think I've told this story before, but my, my, my parents both <clears throat> had uh, poor health, and uh, they both died fairly early, and when I started thinking about my family medical history and the path I was on of just letting go yep. and just doing what I want to. Right. Um, I just thought I don't, I want to give my, <clears throat> my family my best so that I can have as much time with them as possible. Just right. like, just yep. like you. So yep. it's, uh, <clears throat> when I think about losing the, the ability to, to use my body, I wonder like, Am I losing my my path to stay to stay healthy? Right. Like, I don't want to not be running. I don't want to not be able to spin or, or stuff like that. I want to yeah. be with my family, and my path to doing that is just staying healthy. So, right. it's a <clears throat> for for people like me and you, uh, running feels like life and death. It feels like it's given us life. Right. So, I really appreciate that yeah, that story. You know, I try to. I try to take care of myself. Well, certainly now a lot more than I ever did, you know, because I was like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm eating junk, you know, I'm, I'm doing anything I want to do. I'm not, you know, I'm not exercising. I'm, I'm doing all the wrong things, right? That I've learned now, you know. Mm -hmm. But had, 
had to have an event, I think, to kind of wake you up. Yeah. You know, because I wasn't born in that kind of environment. You know, my yeah. my family, my mom died when I was six years old. My dad was never um, a fitness guy. You know, mm-hmm. so for me growing up, that wasn't part of my family. Yeah. You know, it was so it wasn't certainly something for me. Um, and it, you know, it's it's sad for me that it took this long for me to find it, but now that I found it, I mean, hey, dude, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm I'm out there now. I'm yeah. I'm not gonna stop. You yeah. know, I don't want to stop. I'm I'm sure there will come a day where I slow down a bit, and I, you know, but I look at people like Randy Cook. He's seventy some years old. He's still out there. He's getting it. You know, mm-hmm. he's still doing what he can do to keep himself fit. Yeah. And uh, and healthy, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I tell I tell these young folks in my life all the time, like literally, my only regret is not starting to take care of my body earlier. Absolutely. You know? But I'm yeah. I'm thankful that um, I'm thankful that I didn't go through what you had to go through, yeah. and uh, I I hope that some of these young folks can wake up and see the gift they have. And, and make sure they're taking care of it and nurturing. Right. Well, and I watch that. I applaud them. The, the generation that I run with today, these these guys and girls that are in NERC and FOMO and Norfolk Run Club and all that, you know, I talk to them and, and watch them. And they're, they're, um, they're uh, uh, priorities are more towards their fitness. Yeah. Than their jobs mm-hmm. seems like yeah right they're they're all sharp they got most of them have very good jobs you know but they take the time out to do the fitness part of their lifestyle mm-hmm. you know to where when I was growing up it was all I could do to get up and get to work I mean it was yeah. like you know six thirty mm-hmm. in the morning you're at the shipyard and you're only until four o'clock now you know yeah so by the time I get home I'm tired I don't want to do it you know yeah. and that's you're getting that kind of habit. But you know, I watch I watch a lot of these folks. They're just no, that's not them. Their priority is I'm gonna work out first in the morning. I'm gonna get up early. I'll go do my workout. I'll take a shower and go to work. Yeah, you know, and it's applaudable that they they're doing it this early in their life, and they're sticking to it. Yeah, you know, and not waiting until you know something happens or you know. Yeah, the demographic of most of our listeners on this podcast is is young right. and in career mode right so if you're listening to this and that's you keep on the path you're keeping yeah absolutely (laughs) we'll break we'll break there next week on part two of our talk with glenn glenn will share about his love for north and run club and how from that love fomo was born he'll also share some of his running and racing experiences you won't want to miss it As always, this is Danny, signing off. Godspeed.